Well, hey, Maggie June. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You look fantastic Thank there you. in Los Angeles. I'm missing you, but boy, it's been an exciting week. Yeah, oh my goodness. I've been gone like three days and I already have so much I can catch you up on. Well, I'm hoping on it. I'm counting, counting on it. So uh, that's, that's what we're going to do this show, right? We're going to talk about the big drive and what you're doing in Los Angeles now and kind of what I've been doing. And we might get into some motivational moments and generations, ideas, and it's uh, going to be a big full show. So what do you say we roll that theme music? Let's roll it. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. (laughs) I love that theme song. It never gets old. Thank you. Thank you. So I've been gone. There's a bunch of stuff I need to catch you up on. But before we get into any of that, I want to... I want you to explain how your time alone has been going, and then I'm going to give my version of it as well. So go ahead. Your with version that. of my time alone? Yes, because it's. Well, that ought to be interesting. Okay. So, no, I. It's been it's been good. I, I feel like I, I just get a lot done. I'm always in motion. I've been uh, working out a lot. I've been doing some TikToks. I've really, you know, I've, I've done like three or four different. No, I, th- I think I've done five TikToks. I have three in my drafts now that I haven't posted yet. And I've never had that. Um, mm-hmm. So I've just been creating content. I think possibly because me doing TikToks makes me feel close to you because it's kind of our thing. And Aww. so when I'm missing you, I think, well, Maggie do and and that helps me stay close to you. Um, they spent a lot of time with the dogs. I took Simon disc golfing with me with my friends, and I shot my best round ever on a disc nice. golf course. We also went up to the lake and saw Grandma and Grandpa and went on a boat ride with the dogs. And so, yeah, there's been a lot, a lot going on here. Um, did laundry, all that good stuff. But I miss you. Oh, I also pressure washed the deck. So nice. I've been kind of in frenzy, crazy mode. Yeah, so that's kind of... <laughs> My version of it a little bit, I guess, is I think it's so funny. Even after mom and I left, started driving, I forgot something. And so I had to come home. And when we called you on the way home, it had literally been maybe two minutes. And you were already on the phone with your mom making plans to hang out. And it just kind of seems like you don't like to be alone. And like when you are alone, you you do so much stuff like you like occupy which is good it's good to be productive but I think it's interesting and I miss you and it's crazy I mean I'm gonna see you in what like three weeks but yeah (laughs) yeah for sure no I I do I really do like to be alone and I get a lot of solitude when I'm traveling because there's all the time alone in a hotel room or even when you're on planes and things like that you're you're still surrounded by people you're surrounded by people, but you're in your own head and in your own space. And, and so I feel like that's uh, like I'm good with alone time. I'm good with solitude. That's a really important skill in life, by the way, is just, you know, being okay with yourself. I think people who aren't okay in their own skin and with their own thoughts, um, it makes it really difficult because you're constantly trying to distract yourself from your own thinking rather than being just grounded. You know, that's the person you spend the most time with in your whole life is you. So you better enjoy that company, right? Yeah, for sure. But, but I wake up in the morning and I have a lot of energy. As you know, I'm a morning person. So I just get going. I get rolling. And then after that, I just um, keep going. Like keep going, find that next moment, uh, the next project. I'm very organized. I do like little plans. But then I, I also deviate from those plans. Uh, so I have a lot of energy. And then by the end of the night, at some point, I just run out of gas and pass out, go to sleep. And by the end of the night, it's like 7 o'clock. 
Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> that's well, one no, of the that's reasons. not true. <laughs> Seven o'clock in Los Angeles, maybe like ten o'clock here. Well, that's but. another reason why this time zone. I think it's pushing both of us a little bit because even when we're both on the East Coast. Um, kind of figuring out a time where we can do the podcast. You like to do things crazy early. I'm not a morning person. I'm more of a night person. And so now I'm even three hours earlier or later. Wait. (laughs) Yes, I'm three hours later than you. You're three hours earlier than me. Yes. So (laughs) my morning is not your morning anymore. And so it makes it even more difficult. And so it's pushing you to be someone who can, I guess, conserve their energy more um, and I guess like be more functional towards the end of the day. And it's pushing me to wake up earlier as well. So it's a learning experience. We can both grow from it. You know, another thing that I've been doing is I've been listening to this book on tape that's really been helping. It's about breathing. Mm -hmm. It's about the quality of your breath and how you breathe into your body to to calm yourself, to relax, to release anxiety, to manage your functions and how it has such an incredible health benefit the way you breathe. And it's perfectly timed for a new sponsor to this show, which I'm so excited for. Uh, our sponsor is Calm and I absolutely love Calm. It's a, uh, it's a wonderful tool. And so uh, everyone here for this, ad, for this ad break, what I'd like you to do is to take a break with us to just for a second here, unclench your jaw, just relax your, your mind, relax your shoulders and take a big deep breath. You see, sometimes we all just need a reminder to take a little time for ourselves and that's what Calm can do. Calm can really, really help. So we're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools to improve the way that you feel. Clear your head with daily guided meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash chaos, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off of the Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. We want you to calm the chaos in your life. So for listeners of this show, Wholesome Chaos, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash chaos. Go to calm.com slash chaos for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash chaos. That's an amazing discount, 40% off. And if you didn't get, catch that when we read it, it's also in the show notes and it's also on our website at wholesomechaos.com. So you can go out there anytime to see all of our sponsors for this show, as well as some great resources and tools. And you can ask questions and topics for that you'd like to hear us talk about, some of which are coming a little bit later in this episode. Uh, but for now, Maggie, I want to hear all about your drive. You drove from, from Georgia, from Atlanta, Georgia, to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, California. How yeah. was that? Oh my gosh, crazy. Mom quizzed me on it a while ago of which states we went through. And it was Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, um, Arizona. No, I'm Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. So that was kind of the route we took. And it was so pretty. Oh my goodness. There was 
very little time where you would look out the window and not just be in awe of how beautiful everything was. And that was something really cool because we were essentially going from one major city to another. So you don't often get to see this crazy country land and mountains and just, it was incredible. But we had a lot of time in the car. We didn't fight. I mean, I guess like mom and I don't really fight in general that much, but it was a really overall like relaxing car ride we listened to a lot of music we listened to so many podcasts oh my goodness we're like historians at this point because we listen to (laughs) (laughs) history the like the history channel has a podcast that is like history this week um and so it'll give you different like 30 minute episodes that explain a period of history from like um that week however long ago and we listened to so many of those that we really got pretty educated um and we also way, way to use your time i know did you right? do anything when you when you went from one state to another and you did that like you crossed the border is there anything you did to celebrate did you get out and take a picture <laughs> or did you just keep driving or anything like that we got out at the border to texas um and you there's clips of that in my youtube video which is gonna launch um actually it will already be up it's already up (laughs) um but for the most part we didn't stop a ton we were kind of two girls on a mission um I tried to get pictures of every time we passed a state sign and some of them are quite comical because it was so funny we didn't know when the welcome to wherever was going to pop up sure and so you sneak up on you they're they're literally like live photos and you can hear mom and I freaking out like, oh my gosh, grab your camera, grab your camera, quick, quick. And so many of them, it's like a corner of the sign that I got. It's really sad, but it's it's quite funny. Um, but it's we like did- It's like that TikTok, you know, where people have to dive into the frame, but it's constantly moving around the screen. Have you seen that? Yes, yes. It's literally bit like quite that. similar to that. Um, we did stop in this one place in Arizona that was a really cool town that looked like- the town from cars mm. Fl- not, was it on not route 66 it was it was right on route 66 um and there were well, a lot of old cars there based the the movie off of that town or or based the that town, town off anyway. of the movie no you never know not that way. <laughs> no i do know that's not it <laughs> well um, listen i really wish i could be with you on that drive and maybe uh, i can be when at some point you drive back and do it again um, but I know that that was so meaningful and important to your mom. Like, I can mm-hmm. just imagine how that felt to her and being a part of this big adventure. I'm really glad you girls had that time together. And and no, you you don't fight. But I mean, I, I think in our family in general, whenever there's conflict, whenever we butt heads, we just fix it right away. Like, we we don't stew in that animosity. We just can't can't stand it, really. And so we just get over it, get through it as quickly as we can. Well, she was so sweet, too, because she literally is one of the best people you can travel with. And I I had a few I know, different <laughs> I had a few different migraines on this trip, like pounding head, nauseous, sick to my stomach, like really bad migraines. Oh, no. um, and literally what better person to have with you than your mom who's going to take care of you? She went and bought me an ice pack. We got Advil and all that kind of stuff. And so it was a real comfort, especially in a time of my life where so much is changing 
to have her there. It was really sweet. And I'm looking at her right now and it's funny because she can't hear the conversation we're having because we're in headsets. But um, yeah, she's great. And it was awesome. Um, Yeah, I will say the other type of podcast we listened to that had an impact on our drive was we listened to murder podcasts, Um, which I, I usually listen to them, but it was kind of a new thing for her. And the first day we were driving we listened to one that was about these motel murders and then that night we were in a motel and both of us we talked about it the next day like both of us were so scared because all that was running through our head was all these different murders um and so that maybe wasn't the best route to go but it provided us some some amusement later that we were both kind of thinking the same thing yeah very made it very a little bit more memorable We'll just, yeah. um, I'm glad you made it and I'm, you're liking your surroundings now and I guess you're just kind of getting settled in. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh my gosh, I have my own kitchen, which is like such a big kid thing. I can cook in it. Um, I also, I'm going to learn how to cook maybe. <laughs> um, and I also, oh my goodness, I didn't tell you this. I have a walk-in closet. What? And you know how big of a deal that is to me because on my life list. It's goals on your list, like life list. Yep. Yes. And I I don't know if technically this counts. I feel like maybe this counts because it's not really my place. It's my place temporarily, but I might I might count it that I, I, don't think I can, you can check count that it. off. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you have to have your own place with your own closet. That'll be a pretty easy goal though to check off in the in the grand scheme of things. I think you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be just fine in that department. It's so wow. cool. Well, I can't wait to get out there. I think maybe September-ish, maybe I can have a trip out there and we can do some content in Los Angeles and maybe get together with some other friends and, and do something like that. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. It's a date. We'll, we'll uh, look at some dates and figure that out. And in the meantime, yeah. you'll be home in a few weeks. Um, yeah. And, and, and how are we going to work together for those few weeks or what are you going to be doing? We'll figure it out. Um, that was one thing that was funny. We just posted a push in the pool series um, yeah. where like we kind of talked about how I was leaving for a bit and people commented and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss this series. It's not going anywhere. Like <laughs> me being here doesn't change the fact that you're my dad and that we talk literally like every day. And so of course we're still going to make content together. And that's part of life is situations change. Um, but you kind of, you got to roll with it and it's going to create something special and unique to the situations we're in at the moment. And I think it'll be something cool to look back on. Um, 100%. and I do have a little bit of home with me here because I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've taken quite a few of your shirts <laughs> that, that are currently here with me in LA. Yeah. I'm used to it. When we were, when you were packing, I said, how many, uh, you know, shirts of mine are you bringing in? You said, oh, just a couple. And yeah. I was like. Okay, but yeah. not, you know, I don't even notice that anymore. That's good. Except when I when I see you wearing my shirts in your TikToks, it actually makes me feel a little bit closer to you. So Aww. have at it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Have you noticed <laughs> the other thing I took from the house to California yet? Um, what what are you referring to? Give me a clue. It's really tasty. <laughs> oh yes, I have noticed that there's less cereal in our pantry. Right now, is that what you mean? Yes, there is significantly less cereal because I took some of our next sponsor, Magic Spoon Cereal, with me to LA. And I took, oh, 
we have it here right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I took the new um, cookies and cream cereal so I would have a good way to start my mornings. And I mean, how could I not? How could I not have taken some? Well, at least I got to try it before you left. Magic Spoon <laughs> cereal has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving as well. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Wow. Magic Spoon is bringing back two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle permanently. When these flavors were first introduced for a limited time, they sold out extremely quickly. So make sure you go and grab those before they sell out or try them for the first time because they are absolutely delicious. Go to magicspoon.com slash wholesome to grab your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code wholesome at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back for the 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash wholesome and use the code wholesome to save $5 off. Big thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. And I will say another thing I love about Magic Spoon is you can switch up the flavors. Like if you just want a variety, you can switch up which ones you're eating and still know that you're getting a great nutritional value, which is super cool and super fun. And we're really grateful for them sponsoring this. Yep. So I, so you should be grateful too. If you enjoy this podcast, go out, give them a try and use that code and that help, helps them understand that you uh, support this show as well and you appreciate their sponsorship. So Maggie, do you want to do some listener questions? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Fantastic. So again, if you go to wholesomechaos.com, there's a lot there. You can learn more about us. You can see some more videos. You can get some resources for communication within your family dynamic. You can join our family, which means you sign up and we're going to be sending out some notifications and kind of building a community around some of the ideas that we're talking about. And you can ask questions or request certain topics for us to talk about. And so here's the first one. And it comes from Shursi, who says, do you guys have a favorite family movie or show to watch together? So Shursi, um, I'll let Maggie start answering that question for us. Favorite movie, favorite show, Maggie? I feel like we have a lot we watch together. Um, of course, yeah. we do Harry Potter practically once a year, kind of November time. We'll start watching all of them. We're all big Harry Potter fans. Um, and this year, we, since I was home um, from college a lot, we watched a lot of the Marvel series, like um, WandaVision and Loki, Winter Soldier, all that stuff. Since we were home together, we would watch it together each weekend when I would come home from school, which was low-key kind of difficult because with my friends, when it would come out, they'd be like, oh, let's watch the new episode. And I had to be that kid who was like, I can't. I'm going to go home and watch it with my parents. Did you mean <laughs> but, to make that pun, by the way, low-key kind of difficult? I did not. That was I, actually, good. I'm going to say I did. I, I'm going to take credit yeah. for it. Absolutely. Take credit for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and I think we've gone through different phases with with what movies we watch, but that that special hour of gathering around and watching something creative and fun and talking about it has been a big part of our, you know, our lives as a family mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Um, you know, anything Pixar, the original Toy Story movies, and 
Monsters Inc. and and every all of the Pixar, any all of those movies are just so amazing that you can watch them over and over again. And kids and parents love them. Um, the Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I know maybe you don't feel the same way about it as I do, but it's just so good, just so I quotable. Like it. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing. You know, knowledge, the, 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 <laughs> the classic. Uh, you know, big adventure tale and and romance and. Um, it's just so good. It's wholesome chaos is what it is. So, But you like the, a different princess movie, I think. I am in love with The Princess Diaries 100%. Literally, so you know how there's going to be a third one, or at least Anne Hathaway said that there was a script for the third one like a long time ago before COVID, and so it was kind of under the impression. Are they making impression. it, or, or you, I, she just suggested that? I will tell you, I've done a good bit of research about this, and I do not know, because different sources say different things, but literally Morgan swiped up on something the other day when I like reposted something about it, and she told me I low-key look like Anne Hathaway, and I wanted to cry. So if anyone who is casting this movie is watching this and needs someone who one person thinks looks a little bit like Anne Hathaway, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of acting, I want to congratulate you on an award you just won. Thank um, you. Actually, actually, mom won for the film because mm -hmm. the the short film that she did called Reset, which mom wrote and produced, and and our family was involved in. I was a boom operator, but you were like had one of the major parts, and Eddie uh, did the soundtrack, and so it was another fun family project. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of making the rounds at the different film festivals and it's won its first award at a Toronto film festival and it is for the best emerging actress which was you so yeah that was way so to go. exciting thank you it was a huge confidence boost it was really interesting because a while ago when I decided I wanted to get back into acting classes and stuff like that one of like my main goals that I made was I wanted to regain the confidence I feel like I've lost over the years when it comes to acting. Um, and I feel like over these past few months, I definitely have. And, and not saying that like you need other people's validation because you don't, but having a little award like that was, was a, a big help to my confidence. And that was so, so cool. Absolutely. But back Every, to the you, question. You, you got to plant that flag where you find it and be like, yes, we, we got a good uh, achievement and we're going to move For on sure. from that and kind of build from that place. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, what's the next question? Oh, well, do you want to answer this question as well? Oh, wait, you did. You said The Princess Bride. Well, yeah. And, and um, with regard to that, we didn't watch a lot of shows, like regular series. I guess we did. I know mom was really particular about making sure you only watch shows that had good acting. Yeah. Because she didn't want to support your acting. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> As a kid. I can ask... So what's, can what's the next question? Yeah, go for yep. it. So our next question comes from Becca, and it's for you. She said, as a motivational speaker, what areas of your own life do you struggle with being motivated, and how do you conquer it? Thank you, Becca. That That is a great question because, of course, I mean, we all deal with struggles and motivation and high moments and low moments and... Um, the way I deal with the struggles, and for me that would come down to, am I doing the right things to take care of myself physically, my health, and also to create content and keep advancing my career? You know, running a speaking business isn't just about showing up and doing speeches. It's about 
everything about keeping client relationships. It's about creating new new ideas and, and producing videos on a regular basis, which I've been doing for a long time for both my, my weekly content for my audiences, but also uh, now with the TikTok stuff and whatnot. So you just have to always find that source of... Uh, of motivation. And for me, the struggle, it's all about reframing the struggle. And when you feel like, oh, this is getting hard, you've got to be able to respo- respond to that in a way where you build a, a trick into your mind to say, yes, this is hard, so I'm going to do something about it. And for me, that's something about it is to take action and make it a little bit harder or make it a little bit more intentional or push myself into a new direction or just change things up completely. Um, I also build like some support systems in my life with people I talk to regularly. So I know that they're going to ask me how I'm doing. And if I'm not accountable to them, then I've got to explain why. So I've tried to align myself with some people who operate at a, at a level that's as high or higher than me. And so I feel like I have to, you know, stay motivated to, to stay in that company. So for me, that's a tool that, that just kind of works. Um, and then also like certain commitments, like I mentioned my weekly videos that I post at a certain time every single week. So I just know I have to follow through. I, like I know, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know I have to meet that deadline. And I've done it so long now that I can expect it's just going to keep happening. So you're never going to avoid the struggle. You just have to make it a what I call purposeful struggle, an intentional struggle. When things get hard, you say, okay, what am I bringing to it? What am I going to do? Is what's, what's my response? Not my reaction to the, to the struggle, but my response to what I'm doing about it. So anything you want to add to that, Maggie? Yeah, I think that's great. I will say the one thing um, our mutual friend Betsy actually told me the other week was don't always wait for motivation necessarily to do things. Because I've, I've before kind of procrastinated a bit kind of with the idea of, oh, I'll wait for motivation to strike and then I'll go and do these things. And you can't always do that because, you know, it's, it's the real world. You got deadlines, like my dad was saying, where deadlines can often really help you stay motivated because you got to get it done. But don't necessarily put yourself in a box where you're like, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait till I'm motivated because yeah, that's procrastination. <laughs> And most of success is really unglamorous. It's mm-hmm. it's discipline. It's doing things when nobody's looking that are relatively boring, but they're they're helping you and they're preparing you for the moments that are more exciting. And you know, when you get to that big moment, and people are like, "Oh wow, you were so lucky." You've heard the um, the the famous saying, "Opportunity is uh, or or luck is opportunity met with preparation," right? And so mm-hmm. it looks like, "Wow, what a lucky break." No, what happened was you'd been doing the right thing all along, staying disciplined, working on something important, finding your response to the struggle, and then eventually some door opened up or an opportunity, and you were there, and you arrived, and you were ready for it. Um, but you can't yeah. fake your way through that moment. Yeah, you just have to do the work. Yep. So thank you for those questions. And again, go out to the website, wholesomechaos.com, to ask us some more questions like our good friends did today. So Maggie, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about generations. Mm -hmm. And this is something we started um, uh, last time as well, talking about some questions about our generations. But I was trying to think about some things that were different when I was younger and then when you were younger. And one of them is punishments. When we did things that were wrong, when we got in trouble, like what happened? What happened in our schools? What happened with our parents? 
and how did how did we get um, you know the consequences of our actions? So mm-hmm. I'll start first with a couple things that come to mind, and uh, I remember like start with school. Okay. I was always the troublemaker in school. Mm-hmm. I was very hyperactive. Fortunately, I found juggling and physical activity as a way for me to channel my energy, which I'm sure was ADD or ADHD. And I, 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 I never got diagnosed or medicated, but I learned to use that racing mind and abundant energy to channel into my gymnastics and juggling and all of that. But before that, I was like getting in a lot of trouble, talking in class, sending notes, breaking pencils to go sharpen pencils, like up and moving. And it got to be so distracting um, that my teacher actually moved my desk right next to her desk facing the audience. That was the first thing. And the that audience, didn't work because, the class. Yeah, the class, because now I had a... I had, uh, <laughs> I had Just to put in perspective how we think about things. <laughs> and then she moved my desk into the hallway. So for literally, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, I wasn't even in the class. I was That's in the so hallway sad. by myself where everybody... I don't think you could do that in this day and age. Yeah, so, I feel like you and I got in trouble for very different things. What about you? What did you get in trouble for at school? Okay, this is so funny to me now because I've literally changed as a person so much throughout the years. Like middle school to high school, I'd say I changed a lot. But in middle school, I don't want to say I had like a respect issue. I just had a very strong mindset. I've always been pretty opinionated. And in middle school, I decided to adopt the mindset that I'll respect you when you earn my respect. (laughs) And Mm. I applied that to teachers. And teachers Mm. didn't always earn my respect. Um, And so I'd say when I I got in trouble, it would be more for, like, not respecting teachers, I guess. And not, like, I didn't do anything crazy, I just, I guess I had the occasional eye roll or stuff like that. I literally remember at my school, in middle school at least, literally I feel like all my problems were in middle school um, discipline-wise, like in school. Um, But I remember finding a little slip because that's how you got like a yellow slip or a red slip. And then if you had a certain amount, it was like you had to have isolated lunch or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them, like when they wrote down what it was for – they, it literally said it was like, didn't refuse to show respect or something like that. And honestly, when I replay that whole situation in my mind, I think it was a little over-exaggerated. But yeah, I'd say that was more my issues um, that I quickly overcame in high school. <laughs> yeah, I learned. Because, because what you have to learn is even if you don't necessarily respect the person or some things about the person. You do respect the person. We all love each Like, we respect humanity and treat people with dignity. That's and like the role a given. people are in as well. You kind of right, have but to... It's their, exactly. Their role as a teacher, as an authority over my life in this instance, in this situation, that in and of itself, regardless of the person, deserves some measure of respect. Yeah, for sure. And I think I was honestly just an angry, angsty middle schooler but in high school, man, I was best friends with all my teachers. <laughs> Once you like really get to know people as people, I feel like it's so much easier to have a connection. Um, but yeah, um, discipline wise, though, in schools, I would say they probably couldn't put us in the hall during a class. Although, no, I do recall teachers sending kids outside. I was never sent outside. 
but I do recall stuff like that. But discipline at home, do you want to talk about how your parents disciplined you as a child? Yeah, first of all, I was in trouble a lot at home, which I don't really <laughs> understand because I think I was a really good kid. I mean, I, th- I worked hard. I always did chores. My mom always had lists of things for me to do. But apparently I would just like, whatever, get in trouble. And, um, yeah, you know, no big deal. Like I said, I spent a lot of time alone. That started young. I spent a lot of time alone creating games and playing with things and doing stuff like that. But I also had good friend groups. But my friends would constantly come over. We didn't have phones, obviously. We didn't call each other even. Sometimes we did. Sometimes we would call each other to say, um, hey, are you available for this, you know, Dan, can Dan come over and play? And But mostly they would come to my uh, house and just bang on the door, knock on the door just like that. And so my parents discovered, actually my mom kind of came up with the system of a red flag and she would tie mm. a red flag on my doorknob that would alert the whole neighborhood that I was in trouble. So like, don't That's even so bother funny. coming over. Don't even bother coming over to, uh, <laughs> to play, uh, to ask Dan if he can play, because he can't. Like, he's, he's in trouble right now. That is so funny. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't funny as a kid. Like, I'm sure it was pretty fu- frustrating. But Honestly, I just kind of took it in stride. I, I, I thought it was normal. <laughs> I think that's the thing. No matter how we're punished or no matter how we grow up, that's the, the, our only sense of reality. And so we just think it's normal. And honestly, it was pretty clever because yeah. it, was, it wasn't anything cruel, but it was a disincentive. It was very effective. Like, people knew mm-hmm. they didn't bother my mom. They didn't bother me. It was just, like, very effective. But there was also like this this shame element of like the scarlet letter, like Dan's in trouble again. And the whole yeah. neighborhood would know it. Um, and so I don't know, man. I, I think that might be might have worked to my advantage. There was another time I got in trouble and I lost TV for a whole year. A year? A whole year. Well, oh my you know. Gosh, what did it, you it, do? <laughs> I, I pointed a BB gun at my sister. Now mm, that'll do it. Yep. <laughs> it, it wasn't loaded, right? But she didn't know that, and yeah. it kind of doesn't matter. It kind of <laughs> that was the whole point. It's like this is a very serious offense. And understand, my TV w- was my only screen. That was no other place you can go. Oh, you lose TV, you whip out your phone or your iPad or go to Netflix or nothing. So yeah, a whole year. Now I could, could watch, watch it. it. Go ahead. I was gonna say, could you watch it like friends' houses? Well, I mean, they couldn't enforce that. And so I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I did some of that. And then also, like, if I happened, to, we only had one TV. So if mm-hmm. anybody else wanted to watch TV and I happened to be in the room doing something, like like working out or exercising or juggling or practicing, like I could kind of take in some TV that way. So that's kind of how I got around it, I think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did you get crazy. in trouble for, with us? I don't remember. You don't A remember? Lot. You don't remember my childhood? I mean, I, um, I don't. I don't think I punished you enough, honestly. Well, I didn't get in trouble a ton. I was a pretty good kid. Um, so was Eddie. Yeah, but what was interesting is you punished Eddie. You and Mom punished us differently because we were different kids, and that's something I feel like is important about parenting. I can say this as a 19-year-old who is not a parent, <laughs> um, but yeah. just knowing your kid, I think it helps you understand how to. I, I don't think punishment's the right word. I like discipline better. Um, but for me, I was a very social kid. And so it was, okay, you can't 
go like play with your friends. Um, and I used to roller skate all the time. And so I remember one time, I think I was crying to mom or something. I was like, please just let me put on my roller skates and like go do a few laps or something. Like, let me go talk to my neighbor. Um, but that was kind of my discipline was I lost privileges to hang out with friends. And for Eddie, it was more of, um, he took away his games because he loved video games and stuff like that. And so it was, it was just different for each of us. I don't think mm-hmm. I was ever grounded. Well, yeah. I guess if I couldn't see people or leave, that's kind of grounded. But, but not for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. I, when I say I think we were too soft on you, I think, you know, parenting is a mix of trying to, like, provide the path and make things easy for your kids in certain ways mm-hmm. to create as many opportunities for them to be successful as possible and to, like, minimize the difficulty but I mean, a lot of that difficulty is really important. And so it's, it's about being intentional in terms of what is the right discipline, either you want to put them through or enforce because of a consequence or because of a, of a behavior you want to correct and fix. And so it's, it's just kind of a mix of providing the struggle for them as well as providing the path. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and I'd say when I got older, it only happened a few times where you guys would take my phone for something Um, it's crazy. It's crazy now because kids have phones so much earlier. So I guess that can be a discipline at a younger age, but I didn't have a smartphone till. It also changes the power dynamic when kids have a smartphone though, because they, they need the parents less. They didn't, they don't need your permission as much because they can go direct to, communication in ways that you're not even aware of. So you don't control the the channels. It's very different parenting with the age of technology. And my generation was the first to try to figure that out. And there mm-hmm. were ways to kind of put some constraints around that um, until a certain ages. But I know parents that are way stricter about the use oh, of technology. Yeah. And I think a lot of that concern and merit and those creating those boundaries is really more important and because I traveled so much, you know, I couldn't be directly involved in that all the time. Mm-hmm. I think um, in, in retrospect, that might have been something I would be uh, even more attentive to, but it worked out in our case. Yeah, well, part of it, too, was the argument of, like, I paid for my own phone as a kid. So it was like, you can't take away something that I pay for um, or you the whole You paid for the guard. service. We, we bought the phone and you paid for the service. Wasn't that how it worked? Um, depending on the phone. I know my first few phones I bought myself. But again, my first phones were slide phones. (laughs) They weren't smartphones. Um, Exactly. And it was was funny, too, because I remember another argument was like, if you take away my phone, like, what if I'm out and I get kidnapped or something? And so mom had a little ting phone that all you could do was call people on it. And so she that would give that out. That was the punishment phone. That's yeah, right. it was like, it was like, okay, like, give me your phone and take, call us on this. Take the sh- the phone of shame. That was the red yeah. flag. The yep. ting phone was the red flag. Yep, crazy. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other topics do you have for us, Maggie? Oh my gosh. Okay, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, and this, I kind of brought this up because we had the question earlier that was about like, oh, what do we watch together, and really since I went to college was when I started watching TV with other people like my roommate and I would watch stuff and when I came home we would watch stuff together 
And it made me realize how annoying I can be to watch stuff with because I've gotten a lot better at it. But the way I watch TV and movies when I'm by myself is if a scene is stressing me out or if I'm bored or something, I'll skip the scene where (laughs) I can watch like a two-hour movie in an hour and a half because if if I'm nervous because of a scene because it's like stressing me out or something I'll just skip it and then I will say a lot of the times there's then plot holes that I'm very confused about yeah I was gonna say doesn't that get really confusing (laughs) sometimes sometimes and that's why it's interesting like I think I did that with Outer Banks the first season because a lot of it's like high action and sometimes I just get nervous for the characters and so I'd be like okay I'm gonna skip this scene and then I'd be talking to friends about it later and they'd say like oh my gosh can you believe when this person did this I was like that didn't happen what are you talking about and I forget that I don't always watch the full thing (laughs) so I just I don't or you watch things like YouTube videos on like fast speeds too oh my gosh yeah well I adopted that practice I I can't do that well because with school you have so many videos they need you to watch or listen to, or all that, and so <laughs> we d- I did this in high school, too. I feel like all my friends did, um, where if we were reading a book, I took AP, AP Lit, so we had a lot of reading to do, and a lot of the times when I was driving home from school, I'd listen to the chapters that I had to read that night, um, because I'd have to go back in and annotate, but if you can listen to it to get through it, I usually understand it better that way, and so I would listen to it on 1.5 speed, and I remember sometimes we would try and listen to it at two times speed. But after 1.5, it gets tricky to understand, especially depending on the reader. Oh, man. But yeah, I I just kind of, I guess I have a short attention span is the long story short of this. But if anyone else watches TV and movies like that, please let me know so I know I'm not like, you know. Well, I crazy. know that your, your grandmother, your Nona June, would she was an avid avid reader, but she mm-hmm. would read the first page of the book and then the last page of the book. Yeah. Just to know if the book was gonna pay off for her in a way. And then she'd go back that, that then she'd decide if she can she was gonna invest herself in reading the book. I may have mentioned that on the podcast before. It sounds familiar. Or maybe it I just told familiar. told it to you once before as well. It's possible. Well, I guess we're at the end of another episode here. Time just, just goes by so quickly, but it's really so great spending time with you, Maggie, yeah. and uh, and seeing you as well. I'm sure we'll call again in a few hours. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. But uh, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening. And uh, until next week, um, I love you, Mags. I love you, Dad. <laughs> and we love you, everyone. Take care. Bye. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Oh, can you hear it when I crack my back? Oh, now it's not cracking. Never mind. <laughs>